0: to go through things so that we can be what? Better off. He has our best interests at heart. We too many times take what is present right in front of us and say that's what it has to be. If we did that, understand these wise men who were intellectuals, who were smart, these were the best of the best. These were the people who today would be advising Obama. These were your best people. These were the people that the king of Persia had to get instructed by them. To be the king. So this was your best. And the best of the best said, I'm going to get down on my knee and worship this baby. I'm going to worship this king. He's already king. He's already crowned. I'm going to worship him now. They got on their knees. Now understand, if they did that, why can't we do that? See, they had all the pomp and circumstances. Understand, there were probably more than three folks. They probably came with a crew. And that whole crew got down on their knees and said, I will worship this king. I will worship this king. They didn't see anything he had done already. Sometimes we will only worship Jesus when he's done for us. We got to worship Jesus in the expectation that he's going to do something for me. We got to worship Jesus even if he don't do something for me. He already did it on that cross. I just need to get on my knees and put my hands up and worship. I got to stop there in the chains of the reality of this world. World, lock me down. Because this world will end one day. But my Lord will always live for eternity. He is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. See, this is what they were walking into. That's the Lord. We didn't got here. Now, understand. Go back to Herod. They didn't worship Herod. They, uh, they had a conversation with Herod. Herod, hey, where, where is Jesus? Where the Messiah? They had a conversation. When they walked up in Mary's house, they said, hey, Mary, hey, Joseph. Oh, it look wonderful. No, they got up. Oh, Trying to get our worship on. That's how we have to be. We need to give right due to right people. Sometimes we will worship our job. Sometimes our family. Sometimes the church house. But we won't worship the Christ. We will worship. When we were out there yesterday, we had a park behind the store. Now this is a mall. This is a big old shopping center. There's at least 500 parking spots up front. We have behind the store. Now, you know, the, the store has a set up. There's a Best Buy, a R Us, a liquor store. Pastor had to get by the liquor store. Now, you know that don't look good when I'm coming out the car. What you doing, Pastor? You getting that tiny liquor? No, I'm just trying to get to the R Us. It don't look good. But you see, a lot of us have been out there worshiping. I got to get this gift. I got to get this. Uh, when is, when is UPS coming in? When is FedEx? And don't let them throw the package at the door. Now you're all fired up. I, 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 mm. Some of us have had some good custom sessions through this season. Amen? I mean, let's keep it really real. You like, it, all of us who got hit by Target, you like, I better get my 10%, and I better get a letter, and I better get some more stuff. If 40 million of us got hit because we out there on Black Friday trying to get out there. And what I'm trying to tell you, we worship some of the wrong things. I, I really have thought what would happen if the church said, you know what, for this Christmas, we're going to give and not receive. Now, see, you get quiet. They're like, oh, <laughs> Pastor, you look too radical with that. <laughs> But what would happen to our testimony as a faith that we gave instead of receiving? The whole body just gave. Gave to everybody. I don't care if you only had 10 cents in your your bank account. You gave that 10 cents. I first think the Lord will honor us, He will bless us. And we go into a new year. We did it this year. I bet you. I bet you. I can't guarantee you. I don't want to say bet you, right? Look, so now I'm talking about gambling. I don't want to say bet you, but I want you to think deeply. I truly believe the Lord will bless us in 2014 if we did, and maybe one year when we get mature enough, Pastor got to get mature enough in it. Because Pastor, if we go back to that other slide, which we don't have to, we went back to that other slide. Understand, Christmas was about me. I remember one uh, year where I acted a fool, like, oh, I didn't get all my stuff. What, where, where my stuff? This is not my birthday. This is not June 1st. It's Christmas. Christ mass. It's about Christ. But I made it about me. I truly believe we will all get blessed. One year we will do that. As a church victory. One day we will do that. I ain't saying the next year. One day. When we all get mature. Amen. Amen. Okay. I'm saying amen. I heard some amens now. So I want us to get into the worshiping of the gifts itself. Now, when I was a kid, I loved going to Burger King. You know, Burger King, they would, you know, you would go to McDonald's and get you a hat meal. But when you went to Burger King, they would just give you the crown. See, so have meal, you had to buy the meal, then your parent got to talk about you crazy, like, you want that little toy, I got to pay all this money to get the toy. That was my household, maybe it wasn't yours. But at Burger King, you could get the crown. So you wear the crown, I'm a king. I'm a king. I ain't Burger King, but I'm a king. And you wear it, and you wear it out. That thing all flipped up, it's all worn out. But when we go and think about what truly happened, that first gift that was given to Christ was gold. The gold was to signify this. The gold was to signify that they gave gold to him to honor him as king. You see, the, this illustration, this, this, this gold was to signify that when he came, he is a king. He is to rule over us. He is to rule our lives. He is to direct us. A king can tell you to do anything. If the king tell you to hop on one leg, we be hopping on one leg. Now understand, Obama not a king. So you can't impeach a king, you got to go really to a whole nother level to get rid of a king. But you can unelect Obama. You can impeach Obama. You just can't get rid of a king. Normally a king has to die. But they signify here that he is a king, I'm worshiping him as a king. Now understand what these, these leaders are coming in, these, these magi, these magi who have been in the palaces, who have seen the gardens and, and so forth, who have been educated. And they come in to tell this family and signify to this baby, you are a king. What if somebody spoke that into your life? Maybe that, that not that you're a king, but you're going to be a manager. You're gonna be a a, a a a leader. You're gonna be a mother, a father. I'm gonna signify this in your life. Many of us have walked out with no direction. Christ here, he already knows his role, but he's got some trinkets to say, you know what? Here I'm a king. And so in that, he was also trying to to uh, Matthew was also trying to make sure that we understood the Jews especially understood that this is a promised king that. Isaiah talked about. This is the promised king that, that was talked about who would take David's throne. This is that promised king. This is that same king that that, that David said, who would take my throne? Who would do this? This is that king. And so we get here that we had the king of kings. And so then we go to our next gift. We have frankincense. Frankincense. Now what I love about Christmas, Christmas has Certain smells. What's one of the biggest smells that you have about Christmas? Somebody name them. Food? Food. C- C- cinnamon? peppermint. Peppermint? Yeah. What, what about pine? Yeah. Pine, pine cones. You know, if, now, unfortunately in my house we got an artificial tree. Don't, don't judge me, don't judge me. Don't judge me. <laughs> my son would tear that tree up I got a real tree. I might not have a house, I gotta wait. But growing up, we always had a real tree. I only had an artificial tree, I think, when I turned 18. Because with a real tree, you gotta take care of it, right? You gotta water it, you know, some of those houses gonna burn down, and you get real scared, like, you better water this tree. You water it like three times a day. There's it's it's a water bill going up, and an electric bill going up, you don't even know why. But, but you smell that pond, right? That pine. Christmas had certain smells to it. Well, frankincense was an aroma they used in worshiping God. They used that aroma. They would put that in when they would go and burn, burn offerings and so forth. They would put that that aroma of frankincense would would spill out. And then you would know that they were in the worshiping of God. So here, the frankincense is to, to signify that he's not only king giving him the gold, but he's also God now why is that even important because this is why it's important we have god who wrapped flesh upon himself to experience everything that we have experienced see we would love to tell people when they try to give us some advice well you don't know what i've been through we love to tell people that right Jesus said, I've been through everything you've been through. The second thing that I'm doing, I'm the second Adam. Adam was not wrapped in godly flesh. Adam was just wrapped in flesh. And Adam had the very breath of God put in his lungs. Adam was formed by God. But I am myself God. Now understand, Adam was tempted. He failed. Jesus was tempted. He succeeded. See, Adam fell and gave us a curse of sin upon all our lives. God said, I'm sending my son to die for you. And he will succeed and you will have a breakthrough. You will have a way out. While Adam may have damned us to hell, it is Jesus who saved us from hell. And so you see this, this fragrance and this smell, this aroma. This aroma that he will always, when you got some gold, you see it. But when that aroma, that smell, that smell will always harken back for him. You're God. Yes, you are a king, but you are fully God. Now, can we break down and and illustrate everything? I I wouldn't want to do that this morning. It takes a long discussion. And the truth is, sometimes it's really above our pay grade. I can't tell you the very mind of how God is doing everything. Sometimes I like to just stand back and just say, I trust you, Lord. He has not asked me to and he asked me to trust him. He didn't ask me to figure it out. He just asked me to say, you got it, Lord. He didn't ask me to say, well, it should be like this. He just said, do you trust me enough to direct your life? Do you trust me enough We will acknowledge me in all your ways? Do you trust me enough? And so you have here this smell of this frankincense. That it was to remind him that he was Lord. When we go to Isaiah 9 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulders. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. See, Isaiah himself in his prophecy was saying, We're just not going to get somebody, we're going to get a Savior, we're going to get a God. He was going deep. Many of the Jewish people, even up to this day, cannot accept that. Yeah, Jesus was born, I, I, I'll take that. He's not my king, okay. He's certainly not my God. But in their own word, it says, you're going to have a God. He's going to be your Lord. Now, this is the other thing. We talked a couple weeks about Mary. How she had a, she had a virgin birth. How the Holy Spirit overshadowed her and so forth. Now understand that he was fully God when he came out. He was not tainted by the seed of man. He was fully formed and conceived by the Holy Spirit. Mary was just there. Mary didn't do anything. She was more like a surrogate than anything. God put Jesus in her belly to do one purpose. He said, I'm bringing my son to live to die. So then that gives us into our next mar. now this is kind of a baby shower now i don't know about y'all have you ever been to like a bullet baby shower <laughs> you know where you're where you like i know everything been regifted. i know like everything that came out of alls stuff and you're gonna know get it to me and it's still kind of falling out. you're like why you give me i can't go to the trash i can't use this let's a bullet baby shower now you ever have been on TV. I ain't never experienced but on TV where they had like that bomb baby shower where the baby shower, the baby's getting diamond rattles and, and, and a car and, and you're like, but the baby not even here. Just, how does the child not even here got a car and I'm still on the bus? How can that be? We call that a bomb baby shower. Well here, this is kind of a baby shower. Because Mary truly didn't have a baby shower in that barn. I, I would I that would call a boulet baby shower, you wouldn't call that. I will be boulet. But here, he was giving gold, they actually can use that because I understand they, they're poor. They can use that. Frankenstein, okay. A little potpourri in the house, okay, smell good. But when you get somebody this, this was to help with the uh, death procedure. They use this in an embalming procedure. They use this. This was to mark death. So it's almost like somebody coming to your birthday party and, like, oh, baby, I want to give you this. And they give you a burial plot. You're like, really? You want to give me a burial plot? I mean, you didn't want to give me no gift uh, card uh, or Christmas. You open up your presents and all you see is brochures from uh, uh, Lincoln Funeral Home. You're like, what is this? Or oh, you can go to Golden Gate. What is this? You not think that messed up Christmas, right? Why you give me burial plots and stuff for my Christmas gifts? But here, this is what they gave him. They were trying to signify something, that you are, yes, a king, and yes, you are God, but you are not here you are not here just to live you're here to die your whole life is not even about you jesus it's about us For god gave his son to this world to die think about your whole life is built upon people who have spit and cursed at your father your whole life is built upon ministering to these people, strong for three years, and then dying a horrible agony-filled death. At 33. 33 years old, many of us wouldn't say you even lived. At 33, you're going to die. At 33, everybody who knew you is going to go just run away. Everybody, Peter, big mouth, gonna be gone. He's rolling. He's gonna deny you big time. He's rolling. John, he's gonna be there, but he ain't gonna say too much now. He's gonna fall around. But everybody else you had is leaving. The only people that's gonna stick close a little, a little bit is these women Mary, Mary Magdalene. That's the only people that's gonna stick around a little bit. But the rest of your crew, the ones that you showed so many miracles, the one that you showed Lazarus getting up from the grave, the one that you showed that I fed 5,000, the one that you said you walked on water, the very one that you said walk to me, Peter, those very one will leave you. Will leave you. And you know what? At a certain point in time when you're on that cross, You're going to say to your father, Lord, why have you forsaken me? Because all the sin of the world is going to be upon you. You're going to be all alone, Jesus. Everything that you've done, nobody's going to remember. They're going to leave you. But you have to do it. Jesus even asked his father, can you take the cup away from me? But Lord, if it's your will, I'll do it. Think about the brokenness of him. Think about the brokenness uh, of, of what Mary had to see. Think of the brokenness of what John had to see. Think of the brokenness that when Peter walked away, this is a reason why he cursed himself. Like, I, I didn't mean to do that, but I did it. And think about the morning that he got up. See, Mary thought somebody took the body. And Jesus said, why are you crying? See, I'm up, Mary. I told y'all, and this is the thing. Have you ever had somebody who's been telling you something? You know when they're going to come back? You know, I told you. I told you it's going to be like that. They've been telling you and telling you. Jesus didn't tell them like the week before. He's been telling them from the day one. The truth is, God has been telling them since the Garden of Eden. I'm about to send a son to die. But he's going to get up with all power. I'm going to do that. But he did it. He did it. And he just didn't say, "Well, I'm going to come to Sister Mildred here and say, look, I'm alive. See, that's how ghost stories start, right? When it's just one I can verify. I saw Bigfoot. He was right over there. I saw him. I saw him. You don't believe me? Why? Because I I look crazy? Because I I live in the mountains. Is that why? Don't judge me. No. He appeared to 500 people he appeared to his disciples he appeared to, to, to the women who came to, to, uh, to go and minister to his body he appeared to all of them if, if anything he's like the perfect court case you're like look at all the evidence I have this is Jesus and then what he did he said I'm not just going to appear to you now I'm going to ascend up into heaven and there's going to be a crowd of people looking like did he just? he just first of all he was just here right yeah he spent 40 days here 40 days Ministering 40 days amongst the people. And then, and then he said, As I went up, I'm coming down. Get ready. Get ready. And so that's that Jesus. But he had to be reminded that you know what? You're going to have to die. So when we get past this, that his death on the cross was for you and me. But understand, but understand. We have that his resurrection, there was nothing. I remember going to Israel and looking in that tomb and seeing nothing. They can't find the body of Jesus because it's not here. They can't find that. So I, I come to this conclusion now that we have these wise men that came to worship Jesus. They gave him gifts. But understand that we got to be reminded that God gave us the ultimate gift. John 3.16 says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever shall in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. 2 Corinthians 9.15 says thank be to God for this unspeakable gift. I can't even put in words the gift that God gave me. And then we get into Romans 6.23 for the wages of sin is death. What I have earned was death. What I have earned was hell. What I have earned was total separation from God. But then God gave me a big old butt. And we understand with a butt and it against the beginning. Conjunction, junction. With your function. That butt would knock that out. And God said, I'm going to give you a but. He said, but the gift of God, talking about Jesus. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now you understand, I had some wages, but God said, put them wages away. Because I gave you a gift. You earned something, but put that away. Because my son took the keys of hell, and I got it. He said, oh, death, where's your sting? That's my son who did that. And so it will be a horrible tragedy for us to reject the gift. Because see, we can't even gift this gift It's a gift that I can have And I can re-gift it to you and still have the gift See, I need to tell others About what Christ did for me I need to tell others about the breakthrough He did for me Don't you understand I was a low down dirty shame I wasn't about nothing And it was Christ Jesus who transformed me I know somebody else got that testimony There's somebody else who struggled with addictions There's somebody else who struggled with anger There's somebody else who struggled with broken homes And you know you found Jesus Christ. And really Jesus found you. You were down in a horrible pit. But it was Jesus who put you on a solid rock. And you know what? The rock that I stand is truly on Jesus Christ itself. Now that's the kind of God I have. And so my question is are you going to follow the star today? You see we can get into the whole idea where the planets aligned and there was a certain star and, and things like this. No, 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 no. I, I, I can't tell you how God and, and how he used that star, but what I can tell you, there was a star in the sky that lasted for a thousand miles, a star that directed them all the way to Bethlehem. That star, when they went to Jerusalem, they looked back up and got outside that palace of Herod, when they looked up, they saw, like, whoa, we gotta go to Bethlehem. And that star said, right over, right over that house. Now that ain't no regular star. That's a supernatural star. I don't care if you want to say Jupiter and Neptune and, and Pookie and everybody lined up. No. I don't care what you want to say. I'm going to tell you that God did a supernatural event that day. And he, and understand, he didn't come, they didn't come the next day. It is said that they may have come two years later. This star that they saw supernaturally all the way probably in Iraq took them all the way into Judea. Took them all the way. They might have been traveling for two years with the star. Now understand, the stars move, but God doesn't. The stars can blink out, but God doesn't. The same God that put breath in Adam's lungs That same God was directing them That same God that went and said Noah I'm going to save your family I'm wiping out the rest of the world He put that star in the sky That same God that told Moses Cross the sea God you sure I'm saying cross the sea You're going to walk on some dry land All right, Lord let us move forward That's the same God that put that star in the sky That same God that told David You better go ahead slow uh, uh, Slay Goliath That same God Put that son in the sky. That same God that said, I'm going to send my son to die. For people who are yet wretched, who are yet don't care about me. That same God put that star in the sky. That same God that put his son on the cross and slayed his son and then put him in a tomb. That same God who put that star in the sky said my son will get up with all power. That same God, that same God that took some folks out of Africa and brought them over here as slaves then freed us and even said you're going to have your black president. What you say now? That same God put the star in the sky. That same God that saw what your mama was a sharecropper or your granddaddy was paying cotton and now you up there managing companies. That same God put in the store. That same God that you may have been in some generational cycles. My grandmother had children at Wedlock. My mama had children at Wedlock. And Pastor, I'm doing it too. You know what? That same God that put the star in the sky is the same God that can break the chains of generational uh, addictions. That same God. That's the same God. And so you come here that they, they followed the star. Some of us may have lost our way. But you know the star is still in the sky. Some of us have, may have lost our way. We might be in, 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 in the club. We may be trying to hang on to some man ain't about, no, about nothing. We may have our children running amok. We may have just we may be at the point where we are hopeless. I'm telling you that same star is in the sky. I'm telling you, my Jesus that came down, he said, I sit at the right hand of my Father, and I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'm going to prepare a place. He said, i build you your own mansion. you will live in my daddy's house. He said, When I live in your daddy's house, that means all bills paid I ain't got to worry about nothing. I ain't got to worry about how to cut the yard. Because God said, All bills pay, and I take care of it all. See, that same Jesus that came all the way down, feet on this earth, that same Jesus is in heaven today. That same Jesus is saying, i send my Holy Spirit to minister to you. I sent him to say, do you want to be saved? I sent him so you can see how to come to me. I sent him to guide you. Now I understand, he also got a mission for us. That same guy, that guy that started in sky, saying, will you be my minister here? Will you tell others about me? Will you tell people who are hopeless about the truth here? If you had the cure for AIDS, will you keep it to yourself? If you had the cure for cancer, will you keep it to yourself? If you had a cure for a right rheumatoid, would you keep it to yourself? No. If you had a cure for diabetes, would you keep it to yourself? If you had a cure for obesity, would you keep it to yourself? No. You tell somebody. You tell, now you may make a little money, but you tell somebody. But you tell somebody. Why don't you tell the people to cure it for death? I know the cure for death in Jesus Christ, my Lord. I know the cure. I know the cure. It's not Muhammad? It's not Buddha. It's not Joseph Smith. It is Jesus Christ. I got the cure. And you know what? I don't want men to the I no money off it. I don't preach of LA. I just want you to know about Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? If somebody today say, I want to rise up. If somebody say, I want to rise up. I'm ready for the story. Oh!